You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Wow, we are back. Episode, Episode 27. 27. Wow. <laughs> we didn't plan crazy. that. Okay, so yeah, we suck. We know. We have not filmed in, what, two weeks? Girl, October 2nd was the last time <laughs> we put an episode out. <laughs> so four weeks. Okay, but who's counting? You know, we're back. Yeah, the point is we're here. And we're better. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, were, we actually were supposed to film two weeks ago, but we didn't. Yeah. You know, things happened in life. No, we did bond. Mm-hmm. We, major new things happened. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say? Wait, what happened? You're a big girl. Oh, yeah. I moved. I have an apartment of my own now. Of her own. Like, she signed her name on the lease as it's hers. Like, inserts clap. <laughs> We're so proud of you because that is a huge step. And, yeah, you're from Ohio, so that was, like, a big deal. <laughs> to, like... <laughs> no, it's, like, a big deal. You, like, made a major transition. Mm-hmm. This hair looks like, good. I like it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've been using the Denman brush you told me about. Mm. It changes the curl pattern perfectly. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. That's but good. yeah, um, let's jump right into episode 27. Yes. So last week, Shanice and I were on a radio show. Oh, yes. Um, BKS1 Radio. Um, it's called The Owl Show. And it's with... Um, her radio name is Chanel, but her name is um, LaToya. I'm I want a-, a radio name. Uh, what you want to be called? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to think about it. We'll <laughs> okay. continue. That's cute. So it's with, uh, she was like, your girl Chanel <laughs> and B. Um, and there are two ladies that kind of took us under their wing. Definitely. And really helped us break into... Um, radio. Radio, media. Um, you know, press. when we were flossing with the press, the, the, the press passes, <laughs> that was really them being nice to us. Seriously. Um but yeah, so we we're on their show, and we had a chance to, you know, a little talk a little bit about what guys' culture is. Um, and their show is very much around women and empowering women and opening up these conversations, very similar to what goddess culture is. So, um, of course, it was very closely re- related to what we do on our show. It was so dope. Like, it was like set up like a real radio show. Like, we're at a radio station. Like, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, we film in our house, like yeah. in our room. We in find my basement, corners, in like, the corners. We find corners of the house. And we film anywhere. Right now, the couch is turned facing the wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's been rough, like to the point we filmed at other people's houses, like mm-hmm. real crazy. Yeah. So, to be in that environment just made me want to aspire to With the female there. DJ, what's her name? Oh my gosh, I forgot. But Hold she on, was mad it. dope too. She was really nice. And you know, it's not rare that you find a female DJ, but it's hard to find. Like, you can't just type in female. Like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I struggled to find one. I'm glad now we got that contact. Yeah. So it'll um, be easier to find. Is DJ like... KT the voice? Oh, yeah. She was so dope. At DJ K A Y T E T E E underscore D A V O I C E. If y'all want to check her out. And she didn't not, she only like, she played music, but she also like contributed to the conversation, Mm -hmm. which was like, you know, feminist driven and women. And it was just really like dope. So thank you guys for having us. It was amazing. And they'll be on our show soon. So yeah, stay tuned. BTW, I'm like kind of sick. So if I cough, please, please don't like, I'm cringing over here. I don't want to be sick anymore. And y'all so, cringing too because I'm realizing we're so close. I know. We are really close. And if I wake up tomorrow, <laughs> you can't breathe. Throat itch. You want a hug? A no, kiss? don't okay. touch. Don't touch. Ah. <laughs> um, Cardi B is engaged. Yes. Yes. How many carrots? 
I don't know. I don't Something know. big. It looks like it's a te- raindrop drop, drop top. top. Right. That's Teardrop. what it looks like. <laughs> um, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen people in the hood get married in weeks. I've seen arranged marriages happen overnight. <laughs> I've seen like people date somebody all their life and get married and not work out. Mm-hmm. So I think love is love. Like if they're in love and if it's authentic, it'll show through their marriage. Yeah. I hope it lasts. I really do. Because I'm not to say, I think that, you know, they're in love and they're happy and it's great. I just really hope social media doesn't destroy what they have because right. Cardi B be on social a whole lot. She do. She loves us on Instagram. She like clapping back and I'm just afraid that, it, I'm not going to speak bad things. I'm really happy for her. And it's so cute how he did it. Shout out to them. Definitely. Um, Swiss Beats. He's graduating Harvard in I'm three weeks. so proud of him. First, First of, all, of all, when did he enroll? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad he kept it on the low, low because right. people would have tried to play him. Mm-hmm. But I'm super proud of him. Like, he didn't do just do the honorary route. Like, he actually went in full-blown and mm-hmm. did what he had to do. That's yeah. dope as fuck. And I don't know what degree he's getting, but he had this huge-ass binder, which almost looked like a dissertation. I don't know. So Yeah, them pages was thick Steep. and deep. I'm proud of him, too. Yeah, for sure. Solange, Woman of the Year. She's well-deserved. That album really, like, kept me strong my last year of college. Like, Yeah, it was was amazing. I played that album out, I just want to say. It's still, like, relevant. Yeah. Shout out to Glamour Mag for giving it to her. And if you haven't seen the pictures, you can go to our Instagram, at GoddessXCulture. You can check out one of the photos that she put up when she won the the, um, Woman of the Year. Super dope. Um, another thing, the Mueller investigations. All I'm saying is dun, we just, dun, dun. We just need to go ahead and impeach this man. But We're let me read y'all. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. So two men were indicted on 12 charges, including conspiracy against the U.S., money laundering, being unregistered foreign agents, seven counts of failure to file reports on of foreign bank and financial accounts. So I just need them to go ahead and keep racking up these charges because the more we have, the more evidence we have to get this man out of here absolutely this is a huge step like this is us one step closer to getting trump out of office and it's very possible mm-hmm. you know so, and yeah. if it's true what people are saying they did like having russia involved and all this corruption i really think everybody involved should get what they deserve mm-hmm. you know if Him it's included. jail time send them to jail no money you know. can get you out of it oh did you see about those two cops who said they had consensual sex with someone they arrested. First of all, how can you have consensual sex with somebody who's basically... Handcuffed. No, who's literally handcuffed. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Disgusting. You can't. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so crazy. And speaking of corrupt cops, I just saw this thing about this cop who admitted on... Uh, I don't know if it was camera or what, to only... Basically, they were saying like, oh, there's all these corrupt cops. And he's like, yeah, I only like stole when I was on duty. So like when you stopping and frisk people, you taking shit out their pockets because you're a cop. You you know, who yeah. do you call when the cops steal from you? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm disgusted. Yeah, and to wrap up the news on a lighter note, happy <laughs> birthday to Nia Long, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Gabby Union. Black girls. Black. Dude, the, I love. They're all in their mid to late forties. They look better than me. They look seven years my junior. <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> None at all. And by the way, get Gabby's book. It's amazing. All right. Don't talk about it because I didn't read it yet. All right. Next episode. <laughs> um, the affirmation for today is, 
I am one with the universe's flow of abundance. Mm. I am accepting all... Well, this isn't part of the affirmation, but this is just my thought mm-hmm. behind it. I'm like accepting all blessings coming to me. Mm-hmm. My birthday is coming up. So like, I'm trying not to think about you know, what I didn't do yet or what I wish I would have accomplished by now and trying to just go with the flow because I'm very blessed to be where I am mm-hmm. in my life right now. So I'm just one with the universe. So, yeah. Amen. I feel that. I've been doing a lot of self-work lately, so I've been in a really great place. So I'm just accepting what this says. <laughs> accepting. No, that's, yeah. And that's key because sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't deserve that. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, you try to block your blessings because everybody else is not in that mm-hmm. good moment. But mm-hmm. when you're in your bad, nobody be trying to be in their bad with you. So mm-hmm. enjoy your blessings. Yeah. I think just to, to before we get off of this... Um, I'm one with the universe's flow of abundance. I think the major part of accepting that is surrender. So not trying to not trying to like work so hard to strive to get something, but accepting what the universe is already giving you. It's already flowing your way. Mm-hmm. And surrender has been a word that has really stuck with me lately. I carry around like a, a notebook and it's a catch-all. So if I think of quotes, if I have questions, if I am reading my horoscope, like I just write everything in this one book. And I have, a, I have a page of words that are kind of important to me right now. And my most recent word is surrender. So maybe that's why. That's that's a good word. Yeah. That is a good word. Because it's like you're going away from the current. Like right. the current is pushing you one way, but you're pushing back. It's just like surrender to the happiness. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, moving on. Oh, our unbossed. Mm-hmm. This is my girl. Okay. So, Unbossed this week is Afro, The it's a blog, Afro and Heels, so it's a blog for the naturalista fashionista. So, Janelle is the owner of this blog. She's a graduate of Montclair University and got her degree in fashion studies. Currently, she's working in the shoe industry, but has experience in luxury consignment. So, that's the heels part of it. And um, so, for the Afro part, so she's a 3C, 4A naturalista who went, uh, she basically started her natural journey in 2013. 2015 is when she finally cut off all the relaxed hair and decided to be like 100% natural. And she created this blog um, not too long ago. So, it really serves as a space for inspiration. And uh, she just wants to inspire everybody to be a boss and make every day a runway. It's actually such a cute... Um, it's so cute. It's such a cute blog. If you go on her social media, it's at froze and heels, like spelled out everything. You see like her fashion inspiration posts, the hottest shoes, the hottest hair was going on. And you also see the stuff, like her own personal life. So you see the clothes that she's wearing and how she incorporates uh, when she got her degree into her everyday life. And just like a little bit about Janelle, she's super sweet. Like she's a really nice person. And I think that she's really authentic in like the Afro and heels thing because like you said, she works in shoes and she has an Afro. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to like relate to somebody who is doing something that's genuinely for them. Mm -hmm. And girl, we support you. We want to see you grow. We want to see you become great. If you need anything, we're here. Right. So, yeah, make sure you guys follow her page and check her out. She's super, super dope. Yes, her website is afrosandheels.com, spelled all the way out. Be sure to check in on her stuff. And when you do check in and you do like something and you want to shoot her a little, you know, a nice little compliment, make sure you let her know where you heard about her from. Yes, definitely. So. All right, got to talk this week. So, we are digging deep into the black family, guys. It's like... 
This is going to be really good. So I have this theory what? that all black people grew up in the same living room. We might as well have. It doesn't matter. There are certain things where if you're African-American, if you're Caribbean-American, right. if you are... What do you, if you're African American, what do you call African? People? Okay, there we go. No, I. <laughs> There's certain things that no matter what the diaspora, what part yeah. of the diaspora, it's all the same. I'm glad you set that um, tone because black family, keep in mind, I am Caribbean and Jordan is African American, but we are black, you know? Mm-hmm. So this can relate to pretty much anybody who's mm-hmm. black or brown or pretty much, I don't know, anybody <laughs> at this point. <laughs> If white rice is not spicy to you, it really. (laughs) (laughs) Right. White rice. So actually, let's talk about where we got this idea from. Okay. So I've been binge watching Blackish, and it's an amazing show. And for a long time, I was like, you know, great show. Love Yara. Love Tracy. You know, not feeding into, not necessarily not feeding into the hype, but I'm also one of those people who I don't see something and have to like jump on it right away. So of course I'm AKA late. she waits until all the episodes are out. Yes, so I can binge. So you can watch it all at once instead of one at a time. Exactly. So I had three seasons to watch and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was amazing. Black is amazing. If you haven't seen it, tune into I think ABC or whatever. I don't have cable, so I watch Hulu. Basically, every single episode is a lesson. They, you know, it's something they. It's a black family who. Um, oh, that's like um, oh. What's that show? Another black family there. Carmichael show? Yes, the mm-hmm. Carmichael show. Yeah. I love that show. So basically, it's like the, the dad and the family came up. He, he grew up in Compton, so you know his parents didn't have all the money, and it was kind of like a rough neighborhood or whatever. His wife um, is a mixed girl who kind of grew up in like a hip... Her parents were like hippies, and like her experience with like communication and um, how she deals with black authority is a little different. And she's a doctor. He's a, a ad man. And they have this beautiful home in this rich neighborhood in California, and they're raising their kids to enjoy these um, amenities that they now have, but not forgetting where they came from. So, like I said, every single episode's a lesson, but it's also funny as hell. And yeah, so that's why we got the idea. Yes. First topic, you, dun, dun, you pick dun. one. Um, let's go into communicating mm-hmm. in the black family. Let's do it. Okay, so I don't know about y'all. Mm-hmm. But when, when I was younger, even to this day, like if I get into like an argument with someone in my house, it's never like a let's come back and like let's sort through how we felt and like let's talk about it. Like it's like a, hey, you want to go to the store or I'm about to go here. Do you want something? Like it's never like a, I'm, I apologize. Mm-hmm. And why are we lacking that? that sense of apology or that sense of feeling remorseful because you don't even realize that that triggers down into your relationship. It sure does. And I feel like I said this before. I'm not sure. But I can't, I did not know how to communicate with people. Like Mm -mm. I had no sense of communication. I thought my way was always the right way. And that's because that's how it was in my house. Mm -hmm. Like everybody just thinks they're right 24 seven. And let's start with, I think uh, without bringing the entire family, parent to child relationship, and at least in my household, like, I didn't necessarily grow up in a children are seen, not heard, but I, I definitely I, I definitely grew up in a... My, my parents never said that, but they made you feel like you had to shut up. Mm-hmm. But I would say more the communication issue is what an adult says, they say, and that's final. So you can say, you can think what you want to think. You can try to get a couple words in. It don't matter. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. It, my mom could literally, like, hey, mom... Um, my mom, my mom, like, this is not a real example because I can't think of something off the top of my head, but this is just how she 
this is just something that would have happened. She would have been like, <laughs> Jordan, go put my clothes. No, she, okay, she would tell, let's say she would be like, oh, I'm going to go put my clothes in the washer, right? But she would think she told me to go put her clothes in the washer, right? Oh, okay. You know, two days go by. She's like, where are my black pants? I'm like, I don't know where your black pants are. Didn't I tell you to put my clothes in the washer? Oh. I'm like, uh, no. Yes, I did. Yep. We were about to get in the car. Yep. And, no, you were thinking before we was about to get right. in the car that you didn't have black pants. So you was, we was probably getting in the car together like, I'm going to tell Jordan to put my clothes in the washer. But you didn't tell me. Right. So if I'd be like, nah, you didn't tell. Yes, I want to hear. Right. It started going off. Right. But then she'll probably th- remember like, oh, yeah, I really didn't tell. But she would never say. No, I remember apologize. that time. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom would be like, remember that time I told you to put my black, I didn't tell you to put my black pants in the dryer. And then that would be it. <laughs> so I'd be like, and what else? And I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no. Okay. okay, got it. But you know, as I've gotten older, my mom has began. I think. To no, inch into learning how to also, apologize. Also with um, getting older, it's with the times are changing. Mm-hmm. Like the way my dad grew up, Compared to like how I grew, like my dad grew up where like the dad is the household person mm-hmm. and like the the mom stays inside, cooks and cleans and like you know that type of old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. But like you know now he has all girls, so it's like he's doing the yard work and he expects us to help with him. And we're like, oh, you want us <laughs> to live this old fashioned lifestyle? Like now you want help? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like my parents, <clears throat> sorry, they kind of like reverse roles because like. My dad is, like, the one who kind of cooks and cleans. And my mom is, like, the one that... Well, they both work. I don't know. But it's not the traditional... Well, yeah, it's like, not, what, like not like the storybook... No, not at all. ...relationship, you know. And I feel like my my dad kind of, like, thought it was going to be like that. Like, he feels like Mr. Krabs meme in his life right mm. now. Because we're, like, such independent girls. Like, we're just, like, different than, like, what he grew up with, I mm-hmm. think. I don't know. Yeah, so the overarching idea is that black parents don't apologize. (laughs) And to say another thing, you kind of touched on this, was that the fact that sometimes you tell kids, like, that's wrong. And you don't give them the explanation Mm. of, like, why that's wrong. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And then you ask, and parents be like, because I said so. Right. So, like, I literally asked my eight-year-old sister yesterday. This is why... I didn't mention this yet, but I'm going to start having African-American studies with her because her school does not teach her anything about black people. Like, she does not know who Harriet Tubman is. She does not know anything. Yeah. So anyways, she's asking me all these questions. She keeps asking why and why. I'm like, why are you so annoying? But after like, thinking about it it's like you're not not only are you annoying but you're you're smart you want to know inquisitive yeah you're inquisitive so like that makes me want to tell you like all right mm-hmm. let me google and see yeah. what you know because i don't really remember but like i want to know everything about harry tell me so when i yeah. tell you you know so that you could spread that on to your little white friends and mm-hmm. your, all your other brown friends yeah i can honestly say I don't know if this is a, dile- a, a direct correlation but i can only assume that maybe it had something to do with it <laughs> that when you're always told to do something, to act a way, and you're never told why you have to do that, you stop questioning authority and you just do what you're told. So literally, my mom had this saying about me that I was so good, I was no good. Like, they told me to do something, I just did it, no complaints. You know, that was that. If, if you're supposed to make good grades, and I made good grades because I'm supposed to. But there was no conversation about why or what the implications are, what the ramifications are of things. And... I think it's very beneficial when you do stuff like 
tell your kids, no, you're wrong. Tell them why they're wrong. As yeah. opposed to just making them think. Because then they operate in a world where they don't know what they did that was wrong. But whatever it was set you off. Right. And now they live in fear of you. Or, you know, just trickles down into a bunch of things. Even with other people, too. Like, mm-hmm. now they think, okay, she didn't tell me what I did was wrong. So now when I do it again, I still don't know. So I'm still doing the same thing. Right. I'm still making the same mistakes. But, but no one's checking me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's where it needs to start in your house. Like, yeah. yeah, your parents need to tell you, don't say shit like that. But they need to tell you why not to say shit like that. Right. Who does it affect? Whose feelings are you hurting? Mm-hmm. What implications are you having amongst people in your surroundings? Mm-hmm. Like, it's important. And you just made me think of something when you said how it trickles into your, like, adult relationships. Like, especially me with men. Like, I just had this idea that once I became grown, I could do what my mom did. And I guess that was one of them. Like, thinking, like, my way was definitely the highway. Yeah. So, when I became grown, I remember distinctly having to learn, like, everything. You're not... Even when you're wrong, you're not right. Like, I was like, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm grown. Right. That's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? I distinctly remember having an adult argument with an adult-ass man. (laughs) Really going in, probably wrong as hell, but not seeing that I could not be right here. And that's very true. I don't know. I feel like my arguments, I, I know we're dragging communication a bit, but like my arguments in my household definitely stemmed into my relationships because I will argue to the, I will, I'm an arguer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going for the, the what's that, jugular? I'm going <laughs> for it. And I feel like, like to the point where you said like, you're right, you're wrong, like whatever. Sometimes you just have to like stop, mm-hmm. like you know. And in my house, I'm like fighting with my sisters to the end. Like, yeah, like I love to be right. Yeah, I it will Google good. the out of something to be right. Even I will when make I'm wrong, something up. Even when I'm wrong and I'm googling, I will find that one piece of evidence on page thirty six mm-hmm. as to why I might maybe be right. I will fake cry <laughs> so that you think that you're wrong and you start feeling bad just so I could come out on top because. <laughs> That's how deep it stems. And, you know, some people aren't even like that. Some people probably like an only child. They never mm-hmm. had to argue with nobody. Mm-hmm. Easily pushed over. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You don't want that person up against me. So, <laughs> If you're an only child, don't try to highlight Shanice. Uh-uh, because we don't argue. <laughs> you don't know uh, what to yeah. do with yourself. All right, next topic. I'll pick one. Yeah. We don't have to go into specifics, but... Sex being a taboo topic in black households. Oh my God. Nobody spoke to me about sex. Can I? Ever. Funny story. So, you know in Mean Girls, when the uh, gym teacher's like, don't have sex. You will get chlamydia and you will die. Yeah. That's how the sex conversation was in my house. So my mom had me at a young age. So my mom's conversation is don't have sex. You get pregnant, you have kids. Like... That's it. That's the only thing that comes from having sex. Hmm. And I remember being 21. That's about right. I was like 21. And I wanted to go on birth control. So I like, I'm like, Mom, I need to talk to you about something. Mind you, I'm 21. It's my like third year in college. This is like last year. Yeah. And she was like, maybe I was 20. And she was like, is this about sex? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, kind of. She was like, uh, we don't got to do this. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'd rather tell you before you see birth control show up on your insurance. All right. So we should probably like, you know. And to this day, me and my mom have still never really had a sex talk. <laughs> We've never, like, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just trying to be open with you. I don't want to go on birth control. And she's like, uh. Yeah. All right, we could talk about it with the doctor. Like, <laughs> it was like. And then at one point, the conversation became, are you giving the cookies up? Oh, my gosh. And that. 
before you start having sex with a guy, you need to be like emotionally ready for it, right? But I really had to navigate what that meant to be emotionally ready to like have sex with a guy. And I don't know, it's just a topic that we never had from start to finish. And I think that's very true about a lot of black families. Like sex, the sex conversation, the birds and the bees is very taboo. No, that's very true. I think, first of all, nobody's ever talked to me about sex. I'm actually 22 and mm-hmm. a half <clears throat> in four days. <laughs> but no one has spoke to me about sex. And it's, it's sad. It's very sad. Because, because of that, I turned to things like asking my friends, which was a bad idea. Right. Like, they're young and dumb, too. They're, they're dumb. <laughs> they're, dumb as, they're dumb as hell. <laughs> they're dumb as hell. And then they're giving me, like, the worst advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then, not only that you're watching, I mean, I was Googling everything. Mm-hmm. I was the one that would ask the nurse, like, at the end of the program, like, what did you say that was called? Like, what do you say you have to do? First of all, birth control. Me and my doctor hung out for an hour. Just for me, then, I didn't even know there was something called birth control. Really? Okay? Yeah, at 18 years old, going into college, no idea there's a birth control. No idea. <laughs> Shut up. Swear to God. I mean, then again, I wasn't sexually active yeah so you had no need yeah i had no need but that would be something that you know you think your mom should talk to you about then one christmas both of my parents come together and they're they're we're cooking in the kitchen we're talking about like just talking shit about other people like my family loves to (laughs) gossip so we're talking shit and then we're talking about somebody was something and she's like wait are are you a virgin still i was like what the fuck (laughs) And my dad turns around and everybody turns around. I'm like, are y'all serious? <laughs> y'all never fucking talk to me about sex. And now y'all want to put and me now, out in the middle of in Christmas. The, in the middle of Christmas. <laughs> while I'm freaking grating the, I'm grating the cheese for the mac and cheese. Oh, I'm like 21 years old. And I'm like, y'all serious right now? <laughs> and I just like look down. Like, and it was so now awkward. Now y'all want to do this? Damn. Right. So, yeah, I think the sex talk is, like, it needs to happen now. Like, I will talk to my sisters about sex every day. Every day I'm asking my youngest, hey, are you having sex? Listen, tell me. Are you having sex? Like, just tell me. Not to be nosy, but that you can help. And if she has any questions, or, like, you can, you know. I trust zero people, especially when it comes to my siblings and my family. Like, nobody's going to prepare them for the world like I'm about to prepare them for the world. They're going to get it so hard from me so that they're prepared. My sister, I have her share her location with me on her iPhone, no matter where she go, automatically shared. Because not only, I'm not nosy where to the point where I'm be like, where you at every 10 minutes? But when we can't find you and I need to find you, I know where you at. Mm-hmm. It's not, you don't need to play the games with these kids nowadays like, oh, go hang out with your friends or go do this. I need to know where your little dot is because if your friends don't look out for you, I'm going to be the one that look out for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to Kanika Jenkins, but something as simple as her family, you know, I mean, she wasn't found with her phone, but like her family not knowing that she was in the hotel that they were trying to search for, that shit breaks my heart. Like Mm -hmm. she was in that hotel the whole time in a freezer and somebody could have prevented that. Mm -hmm. You got to look out for your, your, um, the younger generation, because like I said, like your friends are dumb, like, because not because. Yeah, your friends are dumb because you're the same age. You, yeah, exactly. Anything you say is a good idea, they're going to think it's a good idea, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what happens when you're younger. But anyways, got off topic. <laughs> talk about sex. Things. You got to talk about sex. Like, yeah. 
seriously, don't let somebody else teach your kids or, yeah. or teach your siblings or teach a kid, a person that you're, you know, you care about. And don't let Google be the one to teach your oh, kids God, that. That was actually Google. an episode on Blackish, by the way. Anyhow. Well, Google teaching your kids? Se- about sex. First of all, Google teach me about everything, but sex is really the did. worst thing for yeah, teaching me about. Yeah, just, just don't do it. It's a scary... Google's a scary place. It is, because you, it got you thinking you got all these different type of things that right. you don't really got. Or you're supposed to do some, do or look like something, and that's not the case, because this is that they're actors. <laughs> like, right. Oh, also, to touch on this, like, self... Like, taking care of yourself as a woman. Growing up, like, that age between, like, 15 or 12, even, yeah. when you get your period... Whenever your period starts. Until, 17. Yeah, yeah middle, almost high, end of high school. Girl, why the fuck did I fucking douche? Do you know what a douche yes, is? Yes, I do. That was the dumbest thing I ever did. My roommate, freshman year, was like, girl, you got to get a douche. This thing, douche, this thing. I said, where did shit even go? Like, you got a long, pointy stem. where does it go? She was like, you just put it up there. She showed me and everything. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. That shit was like... First of all, it dries you out. It's not even good. The bacteria that's in your vagina, it's the a good self-cleaning bacteria. oven, guys. Yeah, it you don't need to. You don't need to douche nonsense, rubbish, <laughs> wasting money. Okay, <laughs> teach these kids because all these things I feel like I had to learn myself. Yeah, I didn't have nobody to turn to. I want to always be that person for somebody to be like, all right, do you think this? Did it? Mm-hmm. Let's have this conversation so you don't got to go nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with the with the with the self care conversation, my mom was good about that. Mainly because I think my mom's number one rule was don't embarrass me. So if I was, you know, 15 with funky armpits or something like oh, yeah. that, she'd have been like, sis, that's embarrassing me. I don't even care about you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your armpits to think that's your business. Right. But don't do that while you're with me. Like, my mom right. was literally with my parents. So I was like, as soon as she starts thinking, you could be 17, you could be six. six. If your armpits smell like a grown-ass adult, guess what? You need grown-ass adult to go to rent. Yeah, it's that time. Yeah. Shaving my legs, all that that whole conversation. The bikini area, landscaping. I did not even know people shaved their legs. Oh, girl. (laughs) You know what? I was too light-skinned for that. So it was like as soon as I saw that shit budding, I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. I, I'm allowed to use a razor. I know because it's gonna happen either way. Just you tell me ahead what, of me. <laughs> tell me if you gonna get me in trouble for this or not. Like, that's my mom is. never shaved her legs. My mom didn't have to. Oh, my mom's leg hair is so fine. My yeah, mom, she, but you see how she realized that that was for her, mm-hmm. and it's not for you. What do you mean? Oh, like, not shaving. Yeah, yeah, not shaving is okay for her. Cause yeah, because she barely hair. got leg hair. Yeah. Right, and you, you need to. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, Mm-mm, we don't we do not do that. <laughs> we don't shave our legs. Because she's like, I never had to shave my legs. Yeah, mom, that's okay for you because you don't grow leg hair. Right. But me. I don't know what y'all did to me. but Yeah, Wolverine, the third <laughs> Girl, version. Listen, if, I, walk, if I think about being cold, my leg hair is like moving. <laughs> it starts peeking out. Like. That shit, like you said, cold. <laughs> I right. feel you. All right, you pick, you pick one now. Um... Money management. Mm. Okay. Say it again. Money management. Okay. All right. The first thing, okay, credit. I saw somebody tweet on Twitter that he went to check his credit score and the shit was below 100 because he had a Comcast account opened in 1992. Oh my God. <laughs> he wasn't bored, was he? He said he, 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 he
I read this thread and I almost threw my phone across the phone. Oh, gosh. Credit. If you don't know, you've heard it here on Goddess Culture Radio first. Credit is by far top two to God credit. (laughs) Like, credit. Breathing credit. Like, people don't even look at you by your name. Your social security card, credit score. Yeah. That's it. Like, you need to be on top of that. And they don't even teach this in high school. They They don't don't talk about this in the black... Credit? I didn't learn about credit till I was, like, 23. Yeah. I'm 22. Like, I'm a year behind of my time. Like, this shit don't make no No, sense. No, this is... This is a funny story about credit, right? So, I have a part of my family who struggles with money management and another part of my family who... Flourishing? Ah, they... Let's just say they're okay at money management. I distinctly remember one time, one of my grandparents, not going to say which one, was like, I don't care if somebody's on is dying and they need to use your credit, uh, use, like basically borrow money from you or use your social security card for something to live, you don't give it to them. <laughs> like, I don't care who it is. It could be me. If I'm about to die and your, your credit card is going to pay for my kidney, I'm dying. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> You want to die or how's like, what, what are you telling me? <laughs> but I didn't realize at the time she was basically saying, protect your assets, you know, protect yourself. because in the long run, you're the person that's responsible for that. Yeah. If someone else ruins your credit, the bank isn't looking at somebody else like, oh yeah, man, right, that girl, that other that. person did ruin Jordan's credit. Let's, you know, let's, let's give her a, you know, a break because no. it wasn't her who said her who? credit. They're going to be like, oh Jordan, you let oh girl ruin your credit. You can't get this loan. Yeah. First of all, you need credit to do anything. I don't know if anybody told y'all yet. You need yeah. credit for a car, credit for an apartment. Yeah, they definitely ran my credit, credit, for, credit this. For, <laughs> for this apartment. Yeah. As they should, okay? Credit to open any type of account, your utilities, your uh, apartment, like she said, your car. Yep. Pretty much. And credit, like, just to break it down, like, just so that we're all on the same level. Credit is not based off of how much money you have because I've seen people <clears throat> with millions, not millions literally, but a lot of money, like liquid money, but their credit score is low and they still can't get things. Credit is showing the world or showing the bank that you are able to pay back what you pay, owe. Yeah. And, you know, responsibly pay back what you owe, which means not no late payments, no um, going over your credit limit, no... Um, What's that called when you stop paying something completely? Oh, like, um, mm, I know what it is you're talking about. Yeah. But let's say you owe more. Forfeiting, than, like. Yeah. Uh, foreclosures or. Um, bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. This, this is all that's combining. It's basically for. your payment history. It's, it's, it's what you ask for and they give it to you. Can you pay it back? Can you right. pay it back on time? So, like, yeah, just how responsible you are with your money. And. Or with, with money that you owe people. Right. And as an adult now, like. Looking at my credit score, my credit score is good by the grace of God because I'm kind of on top of my shit. But for people who don't have any, I know people who graduated college didn't even look at Credit Karma. Creditkarma.com, check it out. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't check your credit, you're not paying back your things on time. Yeah, you're fine right now. You're having fun. You're making money. But <clears throat> five years from now, when you try to put a get a mortgage or yeah, it's you try so to much buy harder, a car, and they make your interest rates skyrocket. And then you need a cosigner. And what happens with a cosigner? You gotta find somebody you trust. And nowadays, that I'm has, not cosigning for nothing. But they have nothing. to have credit too. They have to have decent credit yeah, in do. order to cosign. They have to have better credit than you in order to cosign. But imagine if our parents had set us up for like 
not this is not a show to bash our parents Mm-mm. because you know you know better you do better and that's why I'm in the position now where I'm there for my younger siblings mm-hmm. because I was kind of the test the baby the first baby yeah. you know and I feel like if I had known oh this is my credit score I was in college taking first of all I didn't even need a loan for college I didn't but I took out loans because I wanted to live lavish mm-hmm. okay I wanted to live like sweet life of Zach and Cody <laughs> on Kane's campus okay Mind you, I'm taking out, not taking out like significant loans, but if I needed $3,000, i am taking out $5,000, you know, mm-hmm. to get that refund check. If I knew better, I would have gave them right, that like shit that, the fuck back. Like that $2,000 that they gave me, I have to pay them back with interest now. <laughs> interest, okay? And if y'all have unsubsidized and subsidized, y'all need to check Consolidate. Y'all loan amounts yeah my advice together, i was gonna say my advice no matter if you have subsidized unsubsidized if you have private or if you have federal loans consolidate everything it makes one payment at one interest rate as opposed to all these different loans that you have mm-hmm. with all these different banks or institutions and they're you know giving you whatever interest rate they want to give you on this one and this interest rate's high but this one's low like put everything together pay one payment a month <clears throat> or however you set up your payment um arrangement at one interest rate. No, that's really smart. I don't have any um like consolidatable loans. Yeah, me neither. I, I didn't. I only had federal. But that that so. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to do. And then the last thing to touch on on credit mm-hmm. is generational debt. Like yeah. black people were in debt. They was <clears throat> they promised us what Two, forty acres and a mule. Forty acres and a. I have not seen a mule, an acre, nothing. Okay, <laughs> my family has not seen none of that. But they promised us this. We've never received it. And so from the beginning of time, we've been in debt. Mm-hmm. And to get us out of debt, we need to invest in, in, in ourselves, mm-hmm. invest in each other, invest mm-hmm. in black banks. And really, yeah. Oh, sorry, The black finish. community, mm-hmm. investing in all these things and, you know, keeping the money, keeping the money, yeah, moving forward and push forward. Mm-hmm. And um, to touch off your, your, your note about generational debt, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but my interpretation of this is we have, we went so long without having that when we have, we don't know how to manage. Yeah. So imagine you growing up and your parents didn't really have the money to like support you. So when you got a little money, you wanted to make sure like my mom, you know, she grew up in a household where her dad, you know, did all the providing, but he did the emotional support and the financial support. So it was hard. And my mom saw what it looked like for him to struggle. So when she had kids. She wanted to make sure that me, Thomas, and Trent were set like set up. We never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. We asked for something. If we couldn't get it right then, we got it soon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how us, how our generation, how we take that a step further with is, you know, do better than our parents. But also, you know, have fun. But in the meantime, stack that money. Stack the money in the meantime so that it's not always living, you know, check, check, to check to check. Make sure that, you know, we're paying our debt back. And being intentional with how we do that, not being afraid to ask for help if we need it. Right. And I, that's like the, the thought process on how we should get out of debt. Like, that's how we wish every person thought, mm-hmm. think, would think. Like, you know, all right, I saw my parents do this. This is their mistakes. This is how I'm going to move forward. Stay on top of that. But what happens is... You know, you don't really know what credit is. And this is what I find with my young cousins, you know, especially the ones from New York with this scamming bullshit. Um, the people are not really explaining what credit is. So somebody's telling you, Oh, you wanna you wanna do a lick or whatever, and you're you're going out and you're you're doing the the shit to your bank account, and now your bank account's fucked up and your credit is fucked up and all this stuff, and you don't 
it don't matter to you at this, this moment. Mm-hmm. At this moment, it's like, yeah, I don't, I can't bank with Chase anymore. I'll go to Bank of America. But you don't realize that this is on your credit statement. Mm-hmm. You know, some things go away, but other things don't, or they take a long they don't. time. And Chase is not going to be like, oh, um, she she did it by accident, mm-hmm. or her friends convinced her. That's not what it says. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to be very careful, and also with the borrowing and lending. Not everybody you have to give out. And this is my main problem yeah. is that I feel like if I got it, I got to help somebody. Yeah. And then I keep giving and giving and there's no um, deposits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Deposits become slimmer and mm-hmm. slimmer. And then two, two, two rules. The first one is never borrow. What I'm learning is never but you bo- can't. But well, one is never, never agree for someone to borrow something that you aren't comfortable with never getting back. That's very true. And the second thing is, don't give if you can't, if you don't have double of what they're asking. So if someone needs two hundred dollars, if you don't have four hundred dollars, which means you have two hundred to give them and two hundred for yourself, don't give. That means that means you can't. That means you can't afford it. I know. That's my problem. That's my problem. My brother says, "I need this." Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. Check your account. I just sent it to you, knowing. I don't got it. No, and I don't got it, and that he don't got it to give back. No. If he had to give back, he wouldn't be asking for it. First of all, I wish we could like have a program called the Give Back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody give back. Everybody what they give owe. back what they owe. Let's play a little game. But yeah. Anyways, just be careful with your money and. And your it's so hard. Because... You just have to be intentional about it. Like like we're talking like this and we're learning, but I at least I can speak for myself. I'm by no means anybody's finance guru because I'm still figuring the f out. Like. Literally, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can't be teaching nobody nothing. What I'm right. saying is, I know a tiny bit from experience. And yeah, I'm this is all experience because I don't know shit about shit. So <laughs> this is everything that I've been through that I recently learned mm-hmm. that I just want to share. Recently, right? <laughs> um, next thing. Uh, this could be the last one. Dating outside of the black community. Okay, we're gonna do two more. Well, <laughs> one more after this. Yeah, one and a half. Okay. Um, make the next. The my parents trip. never. Sp- specifically said don't date anybody besides a black man but nobody's in my family has pretty much ever dated anybody but a black man Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it'll be weird you know if somebody came and you know because we they talk with such a heavy accent that sometimes people people just sit there and smile (laughs) sometimes and like to have to turn around and explain everything would kind of be yeah yeah that would be a little bit much yeah um there were two rules. Um, kind of spoken, kind of you should know this already. Kind of rules in my family. Well, first of all, before anybody comes in my neck about how yeah, light I you, am, you lighter than a. a... That's involuntary. <laughs> that is generations of people who owned my family members doing yeah. what the fuck they wanted to do, and as a result, I'm yellow. That's not because we You're have t- tinted. <laughs> <laughs> Because anybody's great grandmother's was Caucasian, you know, no, not on not on purpose. It's someone's great 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 grandfather actually who yeah. made us this way. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. For for what her skin color lacks, her attitude makes up. You can never <laughs> you can never say she's not black. Thank you. Um. Anyhow, so yeah, I would distinctly remember junior prom. I had this friend. His name was Austin. Hey, Austin. Um. Real cool. We grew up, well, not grew up in the same neighborhood, but we were in the same neighborhood when I was in high school, middle school, high school for a while. Very sweet guy. 
He was basically the guy who was white on the outside but black on the inside. Had all these black friends, was great at basketball, blah, say, blah. Took, I decided to take Austin to my prom. My mom is telling my grandfather, like, hey, you know, Jordan's taking this white boy to prom. And my grandpa goes, that's, he's like, yeah, it's friends, right? And my mom jokingly is like, no, we weren't dating or anything. My mom's like, no, like, he likes her. Da, da, da. He was like, I mean, he could like her all she want, all he wants, but it don't mean nothing. Ooh. So they go on as friends, right? So my mom was like, nah, like he wants to make her his girlfriend. My mom, my grandpa was like, so my job went to all girl school. My grandfather's like, I'd rather her bring home a girl. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, can we end this conversation, please? Was mate. he there, Austin? No, he was not there. This was like, I was about to buy my dress or something. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The second thing is my grandfather told my brothers not to date white girls my mother told my brothers not to date white girls and not necessarily because they don't like white people like that wasn't it they don't trust white people. they don't trust them in the moment things go left and it's a white girl and her parents walk in on her and my brother there's a possibility that rape will come out her mouth and not to say black girls don't do that because there are these cases where they do but in the case of a black man and a white girl the parents are going to believe that. The law is going to believe that. A system is stacked against these black boys. Right. And I'm, I'm glad you're saying this because, once again, this is our platform and this is our story, you know? But this is the truth. Like, I feel like everybody wants to be so hush-hush about racism and about prejudice and about... Institutionalized racism. Exactly. So, like, this is the truth. Caucasian women often do report black African-American men for rape that they may or may not have committed. Mm-hmm. Like you know that boy, that football player who was, who in, was college in jail, you know what I'm saying? And did not get a dime, I don't think. They didn't pay him back for that. Of course, I mean, I don't know. But like, even if they did, that's not enough. It's not enough because Ruined you your took career. my time and yeah. you, you took the even Emmett Till. Yeah, like for whistling. Let's, let's think about going far if back. He even did that. You know what I'm saying? But Emmett Till he would was only have been seventy hell. something if he were alive today. Young as hell. You know what I'm saying? He Which is, alive that means this well. was not that far ago, not that long ago. And that and that's to say that this isn't like. To say we sound like, oh my God, this is horrible. Why they always try to race bait? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. This is real. Life. We have statistics to prove it. Like, this is just, shit that really yeah. happened. And there comes, there have to be ways that you protect your black boys. Now, I cannot say that that's how you know my my the older of my the two brothers that we have this conversation with. He never really dabbled with white girls. My younger brother did have a, a little boo thing that was white, but also he goes to an all-white school, and there's probably 10 black girls in his class. So what he's around, your environment kind of alters what you... I don't, I don't want to go into that, but that's a very real thing. Black parents telling their black kids, specifically their black sons, not to date white girls. I think I think that is a real thing, but I'm once again I don't have brothers, so I'm not really sure how this conversation would go. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me, um, I went to all, all white high school, and I could tell you maybe I mean I wasn't that cute, but like I thought I was kind of cute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and me and my three black friends, like literally, not we weren't we didn't talk to any guys like any interest like mm-hmm. there was never any tension between us it was very like weird As the relationships friends. that we had with like white boys white boys mm-hmm. like they never showed any interest in us anything like mm-hmm. to the point where i was like damn like 
you know, is I, it I, me? Is it me? Am yeah. I am I hit? Like you know, no, what I'm I feel you. I honestly, I was in a, a similar situation. <clears throat> and when I got to college, first of all, I'm I'm from Brooklyn, so I already I knew I was cute when I came there. <laughs> and then I came to uh, the white school, and I was like, you know, I kind of questioned myself. I didn't really date in high school. I don't have those great high school stories where you're yeah. like, you know, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just was like, went to school, came home, hung out with my friends. So like when I got to college, and I'm like, all these black men and even Spanish guys, like everybody's showing you all this attention. You, you in my head, I'm just like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. Am I cute? I'm cute again, <laughs> like you know. And then like to now, like where the world is more kind of accepting, mm-hmm. the same white boys who kind of like faded us is the same people who's kind of like in our faces now, sliding in our DMs. No shade to anybody because I don't respond, but. Like we, I mean, I see it, but it's like it's kind of like, oh, you didn't, you didn't like me before, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had a, I had a similar thought, and this, uh, speaking of, I was just, I just literally just finished Gabrielle Union's book, and she had this exact same, like, thought process. And the only time boys was really looking for her was when she went to Omaha, Nebraska, with her dad's somebody's family, and there was a whole bunch of black folks, but. In Pleasanton, California, there weren't those. And she, for a long time, was like, just like Shanice and just like me in high school. Like, I went to an all-white school from fifth grade on. So I graduated. And luckily, I had a close-knit group of black friends who lived in this. And one of them lived in a really affluent black neighborhood. So I was around young black boys. But all the guys that, like, my classmates were talking about weren't checking for me. We had this thing called the kiss list where we wrote. But it's like years and years and years probably like i would say maybe 20 years ago the class like 20 years before us maybe started it mm-hmm. and basically you write you don't say your name but you write the boy's name and what you did with him so that not like you wouldn't write with words but there was like a key so like a sorely would be like a kiss or like a box would be sex or like whatever it was mm-hmm. and you know people would just be so souped to write all these people and it'd be the same as white dudes names and i'm like yeah this boy has never even Looked at me. No. The only white boy that looked my way was Austin. And even so, I think I might have scared him a little bit. (sighs) But you know what? You don't realize how much this affected you. Because now I couldn't... I couldn't... Before college, I couldn't even make a relationship with a white person. Mm. Like, I never had that, like, built a friendship. Like, I'm I'm a friend type person. I love making friends. Like, Mm -hmm. I have friends. But, like, I never had that time to make that friendship with a white person because I always felt like we could not relate. Mm-hmm. What would we talk about? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm, That was my thought process. Mm-hmm. After going to college, being in a diverse environment, I mean, now I know, you know, people are people. You can be friends with anybody. You could talk to anybody. But, mm-hmm. like, I still don't have that attraction to white people. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't... Not white people. White men, mm-hmm. I would say. Because I... I have white friends that are girls or whatever, but white men, I, they it's not even about their looks or anything. I just always feel like we you know, click. don't look them in the eye, like just you know, there's nothing for us to really talk about. Like, what are they gonna really want from me besides like a fetish? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like from like growing up in that. That's real. Because I feel like how now we like we see all these like and this is no Tino shade. Love what you love, love who you love. But I, I see these things on like I just saw this tweet um, that was basically like. I don't remember what it said, but it was this black girl. It was a white man and a black girl, and he had her lifted up over his shoulder or something like that. And I don't know their relationship. So I'm, to say any of this is to put something on them that may or may not be true. But I, but I look at that, and it's like, 
They'd be like, my dark chocolate queen, all this other shit. And I'm like, but you're, you're calling her food. And <laughs> <laughs> like... Like you're trying too hard. It, it's, it, like, yeah, you're kind of trying too hard. And it's like, I, I know what to do. It was something like, oh, he looked at her over his shoulder and was like, for, for everybody who says, I don't know how to handle this or something like that. And I'm like, handle what? Because her ass is big? Like... There are white girls now with big asses. Like, what are we, you see, that would have turned me off. Like, what are we really getting at here? And like I said, it could have been very, very harmless. And I didn't take any offense, but, you know, in the back of my mind, the, the, all the way back left corner, I'm Having like... flashbacks. No, I'm like, what, what, like, what was that necessary? Like, yeah. to have her slung over your shoulder like I mean, that? You could have just been like, I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah, love my girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Right? They have to make an emphasis that they're dating a child. But, but anyways, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm think all a, for love. I don't think a white man would ever love me. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think. I, I don't think, know. I think that ship has sailed with me. I think you know. I don't know. No, I agree. I don't. I don't think. I, I think, think I scare white men. I don't know why because I don't feel like I'm overly aggressive. But I, I'm one of those people who, with a man, I like him to be sure and I like him to know, like just be able to like kind of take charge and like don't let me overpower you, because right. I can. And also like. You want to be attracted to them, but I feel like it's I really strange. White guy. I don't. I feel like older white guys are attracted to me, and it, it scares me. Uh, <laughs> you really? know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm attracted to older white guys, but I think I'm no. also attracted to older men. I like older men if they're like with dreads or like a beard or like. Mm-hmm. Or my my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> anybody? But, yeah, just in case anybody, you know. But um, I feel like older white guys, they're attracted to me, and I feel like it's a fetish, and it scares me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in Vegas, oh, when I was in Vegas, this guy asked me how much for a night. And I, I literally, besides the fact that I wanted to straight punch him dead in his fucking face, I was like, that's all you see when you see me? You see that question, how much? Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't even afford me. Right. Like, I, and ever since then, I'm just like, turned, turned off. off. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really think white guys are checking for me in that way, so I mean I'm open to try dating a white guy. I would try. I have some reservations for off offline. We'll talk about this one. Uh, but the mic is now. <laughs> right. I would try. Yeah. See if there's any chemistry there, you know? Do mm-hmm. a little botch I don't know. How do white people do fist pumping? <laughs> Go to a couple Country concert, something. I don't know. Ah, you can miss me with those. Ah. Um, What's next? Last one. Black people do not think, do not seek therapy. Oh, gosh. A lot of older black folks in particular think you can pray it away. If I hear pray it away one more time. Bring it to Jesus. If I hear bring it to Jesus. Give it to God. Oh, my gosh. And this is not to say don't bring your problem. Don't lay your problems at the hem of his garment because no, I do all. that all the time. Yeah, that's the first place it should go. But yeah. However, you can't keep shit all in here. If you're a, a, you think you're a, a schizophrenic, right? God's not just going to turn that off because you asked him to. Right. And these black parents sometimes, they be bipolar. Mm-hmm. And they just think, they just think they're just black Mm -hmm. but that's not the case you're bipolar you need to seek help so you can get Mm -hmm. the medication and the assistance you need and this Mm -hmm. is like no joke like no joke Mm -hmm. because i didn't realize i needed therapy till i needed therapy yeah and that's when it's too not too late but it's like you know you've gone too far i had a whole when it's time for something you're already late yeah and you don't want to be tardy to the party right 
Because the therapist, the therapist not only gives you a take on what you know you are, but it also helps you become what you want to become. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to say like, "Oh, I want to be a better person. I want to be a better person," but you're not taking the steps but towards you being, or a better you don't person. know how to. Right. You simply do not know how, and we can't Google and teach ourselves everything right. <laughs> in the world. There are people who have went to, gone to school and gotten degrees and gotten whose job is to, to teach you exactly how to, to be a better person. Exactly. Um, I would say, especially black women, I think our problem is we internalize everything. So when our families go through something, we help fix it. And then we put that pressure on ourselves. When men don't treat us right, we internalize it. We may say, yeah, he's wrong, what have you. But at the end of the day, we are the ones stuffing our emotions down when we have kids. And the kids are acting up or we can't afford something for the kids. And the dad's not around or the dad is around, but he's an asshole. Or you arguing with your husband. And some things aren't right in the marriage. And you're literally piling all this stuff on top, on top, on top. And you wonder why you're sad all the time. That's depression. Yeah. You can't just go to God and be like, God, get this depression off me. Because faith without works is what? It's dead. Mm. He's not going to provide for you if you're not willing to do the work and provide for yourself a little bit. He can, he literally, like, remember we had that quote, like, we asked God for a cake. And he gives us the eggs, the flour, the butter, the mm. sugar, the icing. And we're still like, God, where's the cake? Where's and it's the like cake? He's, he, Nobody wants to do the work. You probably saw all these therapy ads. You've been listening to podcasts, hearing them talk about Squarespace. Your best friend was just talking about how she just found this good black therapist by her job. He's mm-hmm. giving you all the signs that you're not utilizing the tools. And it doesn't also necessarily mean you need to seek a therapist. But sometimes you need to seek like maybe a good, solid, dynamic group of friends and prayer worshipers and mm-hmm. people who are like encouraging sometimes you got to change your circle because mm-hmm. therapy to me i may not go to a therapist but filming the podcast and then hanging out with my girlfriends that's therapy to me like mm-hmm. going sitting down writing or reading a book like that's therapy mm-hmm. so like doing something that's you know good for you for you because you want to be the better you mm-hmm. i don't know i used to think self-help books and on podcasts and people who want to tell you how to live your life was all like bogus until like I was in the right state of mind to actually accept the the little hints God was dropping. Mm-hmm. I'm telling God like I want to be great, like I'm trying to be a better person. I don't want to be that girl that's always trying to make the jokes and stuff. Like that's not who I am. And then God's like, start a podcast. You know, learn from your environment, work with different women, build each other up. Like these are all the things that. I wanted and I couldn't put into words until like the therapy brought it out of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talking to Jordan, this podcast would have never started. You know, we had to vent to each other about how much we like. Let's talk about how many times we're like, are right, we gonna start the podcast this week? We would literally come together and just talk, right? And it literally would be a therapy session before we get even hit a record button. Before we even figured out how to download GarageBand, like right. Seriously, before it was, we invested, it was a, we had before we invested in you guys, we had to invest in ourselves. Yeah, because honestly, if it wasn't for therapy, I don't know where we would be right now. Because I would be one angry ass person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth. But yeah, that's the black family. <laughs> <laughs> I know we went really long today, but we did. We hope y'all liked it. I'm um, sure everybody can relate. Yeah, and if you can, like you know, let's chat about it. Yeah. Like, let's see the conversation go farther than stopping here if you are listening to this and you think of something that a black family does comment it under the post that we made to promote this what this oh episode. yeah definitely 
Like, you'll email us. Like, we get emails all the time, and we just sit there and be like, oh, my God, great idea. Like, that's great. But, yeah. Fresh face. Fresh face today, guys. So, um, I don't know if you've heard. I'm so sorry. I don't know the name of the lady who came up with this, but she's really cool. I'm going to write it when we... I'm going to, yeah, tell Jordan or whatever. But um, she calls these ingredients the slay ingredients. So, what it is is the powder version of the collagen. It's like the superfood of the collagen and then the liquid version of biotin which is called biosil and then she uses heather's flat fiber tea and yeah heather's flat fiber and you add these all all three of these things together is supposed to be like how you slay the world so it's called the slay ingredients but um i've only started using the collagen and biosil okay boom first of all it don't lie your hair grows crazy my eyebrow hair grew back in a week about two weeks like fully grown back like to the point where like I have to go back and get it waxed I can't even tweeze the little parts because it's like full grown adult hairs mm. okay this the the thing it has on my skin I would say that um I use about six drops of collagen and one scoop no six drops of biocell and one scoop of collagen a day for five days a week and I would say you have to drink as much water as you are in taking uh, the vitamins because it is mm-hmm. a supplement and you don't want it to just all sit there. Yeah, they're very concentrated. Part. Very concentrated. That's how I had my forehead fucked up. Yeah. So you don't want to have these breakouts or anything and you don't want to use it too much. Like you don't want to overdo it, I would say. So I usually make like a green juice or a green smoothie in the morning, mixed greens, apples, strawberries, um, and the scoop of collagen and the six drops of biocell and I'll drink that for like breakfast and it's been two weeks and I definitely see like a difference in my skin like it's not as dull and dry like I don't really put on makeup during the week but like now I definitely don't feel like I need makeup um I had a lot of black bumps not bumps but like what's that called when it's like old pimples that just like the color blemish blemishes and discoloration and i could see my skin kind of also i was really tan two weeks ago because i went to miami but that could also be something too but my skin was peeling and really dry and it kind of hydrated my skin actually i'm enjoying it but i know these are the type of things you can't use for the rest of your life you know you have to like take breaks and incorporate new things and thin it out and not use as much but i'm definitely starting off strong with the six drops in the one scoop which is a lot so probably do half of that mm-hmm. yeah because i drink a lot of water so if you don't drink a lot of water like do a third of that but yeah you can definitely check it out um we'll post it up on the page and it's going good i'll keep you guys updated yes um wrap up wrap it up Guys, if you have a business that you would like featured in our Unbossed, if you know somebody who has a business that you think deserves to be on our Unbossed, please let us know. Email us or DM us. We prefer email, though. GCinfo at goddessxculture.com. We will be revamping our apparel, our store. So stay tuned. That's something to be excited about. Yes, we are back in motion. Um. My birthday's in two weeks, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're trying to be more consistent. We know we fell off, but a lot of good things happened, you know? Jordan had to move into her own place. Like, that was a big transition for anybody, so, and then I also was, like, napping and stuff, so. <laughs> no, 
you had some big stuff going on. Some really big stuff going on. Yeah, unfortunately. Good, good big stuff. I start school in two weeks. Fortunately. We're excited for her. <laughs> we are not excited. We're we are, so we are excited. tired. We are excited. So that's been a process. So I will be getting my MBA, guys. I'm nervous. So if you have any tips or tricks for to help me or you want to study with me. Are we just closing the school or no? Not yet. Okay. Let me go to my first day. Make sure I don't... I like the kids. <laughs> I like the kids there. You're not dropping out. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Just make sure you get me a hat. I got Thanks. you. I got you. But they're the same colors as Seahawks. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So, that's the wrap, guys. Yeah. All right.